Today for Marvel Mondays on Movie Realists, Joe and me, Buddy, are going to review the forgettable and not-so-special Thor. Hey, so we are going to be talking about Thor. It is the third Marvel movie that was ever released and, um... Fourth Marvel movie. Fourth, it's our third Marvel Monday episode. It's the fourth that's ever been released. Um, we honestly aren't super excited to talk about this movie just because it's not incredibly memorable and... Or really good. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, I guess it's not super fun to dedicate this much time to something that just isn't your favorite, you know? It's one thing to talk about a movie like, say, Iron Man or, um... What other movies have we talked... Or Little Women that we really liked. Mm-hmm. Or Minority Report. You know, movies that we really, really enjoy and, like, want to spread the word about. So, which I guess is good that we're doing the series things. Because it kind of forces you to talk about movies that maybe you don't love as much. Yeah. Um, I think just all of Phase 1 of Marvel isn't the most memorable. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but... We are going to talk about it anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, that's it. Um, oh, also, we were kind of MIA all last week. We took a break. We took a break. We didn't do any schoolwork. We didn't record any episodes. We just kind of hung around and recharged, because even though we're at home and we do have a lot of time, it can definitely become a little bit much if you kind of force yourself to be doing productive things constantly. Yeah. So we just took some time off and I would like to say, and if you were following us on Instagram, then you would have known, but I didn't put anything on Instagram about it either. So in the future I will. (laughs) Next time that we take a break, we will let you know on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, but this time we didn't. So anyway... So, yeah, Thor was a 2011 movie, kind of right in that awkward phase of where you have uh, The Dark Knight, Iron Man that came out in 2008, and then 2013, 2012 was right when Avengers and The Dark Knight Rises and all those big films were coming out. Yeah. So this is, like, in that awkward phase where it's kind of like the films that nobody really cares about. (laughs) Almost all ranking lists has Thor pretty low in the 20s. So, we are definitely not any different. This is definitely not our one of the best Marvel films at all. But So, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. And just like every other Marvel movie, produced by Kevin Feige. Um, you have... It has Chris Hemsworth in it, of course, which had to get him in here. Right. Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Loki. And all of them do a great job. The problems with this movie have nothing to do with the acting. I think it's just... Yeah, I think it was the story. I don't think they took a very good, uh... I don't think they took a very good turn with this story. It's just not very memorable at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's just pretty boring. Right. It's not like Thor Ragnarok, which right. I have my problems with, but... Now, it definitely had, like, funny moments, you know? Like, it has where he's drinking in the cafe, and he, like, smashes the cup, and they're like, what was that? It was delicious. I want another one. That's funny. It actually, now that I think about it, the movie has some moments where you kind of cringe. What do you mean? 
I don't know. Just some of... Like, what what moments, though? What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's Chris Hemsworth. Maybe <laughs> maybe his accent and voice wasn't down yet. Possibly. Um, or when he barges into the pet store, and he's like, I need a horse. And they're like, we just kind of have dogs and cats and birds. And he's like, well, then I want one of those large enough to ride. And the pet store owner is looking at him like, what kind of, what are you on right now? You yeah, I mean? I've mean, i I've heard people describe this as like a fish out of water movie, okay. which I think that that side of it is probably the most entertaining. Even the final battle, I'm not like watching it just to see that. Right. You know, like some other movies, you're watching it because like the ending is just so cool and That's so like, entertaining. That's kind of like watching The Incredibles. Or Endgame or movies like that. Right. If you're going to watch this movie, you're going to watch it for the time when he's spending on Earth, having no idea what Earth is like. Right. Because that is definitely the most entertaining part of this, Mm -hmm. for sure. Because you have the first 30 minutes, he's on Asgard, and that's just so boring. And really, any time that we spend on Asgard, we Mm -hmm. hate. That's why we like it in Thor Ragnarok, when it's all just burnt down and everyone dies. We're like, yay. (laughs) Great, we never spend time there anymore. And just like Thor The Dark World, they spend so much time there, we just don't care. So then you have the middle hour. Well, actually, the movie's like an hour and 50 minutes. So, yeah, you have like the middle 45 minutes to an hour where he's on Earth. Yeah. Before the final battle. And that's definitely the most best part because you get to meet, uh, gosh. The most best? Yep. (laughs) What's Jane's assistant, Darcy? Darcy. She's funny. She is, yeah, she's good in this. Because, I mean, this, if you think of Thor, where it's almost no entertainment value for the most part. But Mm -hmm. you have... Like, some moments where you kind of, like, chuckle a little. Thor the Dark World has some parts that are pretty hilarious, like with Captain America. Yeah. Like, like Loki being Captain America. Right. And then Thor Ragnarok takes that step where it's, like, huge, huge comedy. But yeah. that's not what this film is, so you can't even be like, well, at least it's hilarious. Right. <laughs> that's why we just don't... We're not super big on this film at all. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of complaints about this, about the cinematographer who has a gigantic name that is incredibly hard to pronounce, but I'll give it a go. It's like Harris Zambarlukos. Zaris Zambarlukos? Harris Zambarlukos. So he's the one who's known for, well, I guess also the director is too, but for like the Dutch angles. You know, everybody talks about this film. They're, like, saying that the camera is sideways. And that's definitely a problem here for sure. Like, I definitely don't want to be watching a film when half the time I'm, like, getting a crick and, like, getting a sore neck from having to turn my head to see what's going on. Yeah. But I think, like, I think they have good characters that they built here. Yeah, for sure. They're just never well utilized. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Jane is a girl... Uh, you know, so she serves that purpose. Right. Uh, Darcy is funny. She serves that purpose. Loki is whiny in this one. Actually, he's pretty whiny. Yeah. He's a baby. Honestly, okay. Loki's character, I don't know if I would describe it as whiny. I think he's kind of, I think he's cute. His character overall is cute. And I mean, you know, Tom Hiddleston a stud, sure. But that's not even really what I mean. I just mean mm. like... Everything that he's doing, you almost, like, you feel bad for him. You don't ever necessarily feel like, you don't ever necessarily feel like he is, like, a rock-hard villain. 
how is Thor gonna beat him? Because he's like a like he's like a stick. He's a, he is a stick. And Thor is a buff. That's why I was so man confused with when, a super cool hammer. Uh, that's why I was confused in the final battle when they're like fighting. I'm like, yeah. how is Thor how just is not he like possibly hammer? holding his own in yeah. that fight? And then for the rest of the thing, like the whole cinematic universe, you really don't see Loki physically fighting at all. Like, you kind of, like, you see him with little knives and things, but you don't see him to the degree that he is in this movie, where he's like, ah, and he's like, he's mostly a good guy. withholding the lightning, and... <laughs> I know. But, like, you never see him go toe-to-toe with an enemy, it be that, you know, he, as a villain, or as a good guy. Either way, because he serves as a villain again in Avengers. Yeah, same, it's kind of, this, this movie, I think, is, like, similar to Thor The Dark World, where it's, like, not necessarily, it's hard to think of it as a movie. Yeah, it's more the moments in the movie. Right. As opposed to one big thing. Exactly, so you have, like, uh, dang, what was I gonna say? Oh, but, so, what? what's important about this movie is it's kind of like season one of The Office, or of any, really, any show, really. Sure. First season's really rough, but it takes the... It takes those steps and it builds the groundwork for what's going to be done eventually. Yeah. So, like, I can respect this movie thinking, like, oh, well, we, we never would have had the Thor that we have now, you know. We never sure. would have had Thor Love and Thunder, which is coming out soon, which sounds interesting. Yeah. You never would have had the Loki that we have later, where it's, like, he's actually one of your favorite characters, you know. Right. This one was important because it took a... Like, it's definitely way different from the other films, because it's, like, it introduces a whole realm that you don't really care about at all. Yeah. But it... Yeah. It expands the universe more to where it's not just, here's what's happening on Earth. Right. Right. So, it did that. But I think what we should talk about is the story, because the story here is, like, fighting for the throne, and you have those weird frost giants and stuff. Yeah. Um... So, the actual plot of this movie, he, Thor is too eager to fight. He doesn't, you know, he just wants to basically commit genocide and just destroy all the frost giants is what he wants to do. And all the creatures ever. ever just everything he just wants to kill. Sure. He's just a, he, he's just he's a, a, he's a war machine. He just wants to go and fight. That sounds like the good name, a good name for a superhero. Oh, jeez, I hope they use it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he is just super violent, you know, uber wanting to fight, whatever. And his dad is like, that's not cool. And he banishes him, and he banishes Mjolnir, and they have to go to Earth and suck it up until he can become a good person. Until he can Loki... meet the qualifications to use the hammer again. Yeah, according to the Wikipedia article, Loki is trying to fight for the throne. Yeah. So, they're like, hurry, before he reaches the throne, you have to become a good person. Like, are they waiting for him to sit down? Like, for Loki to sit down? And he's, is he, like, getting ready to sit down? And like, <laughs> hurry, he's going to sit down on <laughs> the throne. Yeah. I'm sure that's not actually what it is, but um, I haven't seen this movie in, like, what, three years. What he's doing behind the scenes, Loki, is... Well, he just... He's communicating with the Frost Giants. He's He discovers that he's not Odin's actual son. Yeah. And he's mad at him for that, and then Odin goes into Odin's sleep. Which, what? Which, according to the, the Wikipedia article, he's he's too tired, and so he goes into Odin's sleep, 
which creative name, guys. I mean, just such a good job. <laughs> Very creative way, way story of, writing on you guys' part. I know. Sleep. <laughs> it's like, what's Odin's sleep? Is well, he Odin the only sleeps. one who ever goes into Odin's sleep? Is that something that happens to every single Asgardian king in this scenario, and so they named him after Odin's sleep? I Can any Asgardian go through this, or is it only the king? Is it only Odin? Is he the only known... But Because it can't really be just him, because they have him with special, like, the nurses of Asgard gonna have him taken care of and whatever, and they don't seem to really be panicking. They're just kind of like, we know that he could die in Odin's sleep. So He's maybe, alive right now. Maybe just all of his dads were named Odin. It, every single one of his dads was named Odin, and then he decided maybe. to name his son Thor? Well, what actually what was funny is that every time that they're like, he's like, I'm Thor Odinson. Uh-huh. I always think that his last name is Odinson, like O-D-I-N-S-O-N, not Odin's son. Right. So I was like, man. So they're like, so Thor's Odin's son. So what's his last name? Odinson? Okay. It's like, <laughs> uh, Odin, he, he, Odin sleeps. And what are we going to call it? Odin sleep? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good job, guys. All right. Congrats. I just there's just so many aspects of this film. They tried to throw in too much at us. A new world, new terms for a power nap. Uh like definitely the most interesting part about this whole thing is the hammer. Yeah. Because of course you have what happens in the future with it. And they It's a super cool concept. Yeah. Of this hammer. But I mean it's a super cool weapon, you know, like you call to it, it comes. It's like a boomerang kind of deal. Right. It's, you know, it really only obeys Thor, which is super awesome. Is there, so wait, what if, what if someone who's just absolutely perfect, like Mr. Rogers or someone, just kind of raises their hand randomly, and they're more, like at that moment, when it's, when the hammer is stuck in the mud or whatever, and that whole thing, do they get the hammer? Coulson wasn't even good enough to get the hammer. To get the hammer, and Coulson's a pretty cool guy. I know he's 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 a pretty solid guy. Which this this does take place in the same week as Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. You know, as crazy as it is, it's you it's it's hard to think about that. This film, like in Iron Man two, they're like, all right, well, something's happening in New Mexico, and then they go to New Mexico and. Boom, this movie's happening, even though it came out a year after. Yeah. But I think what they, what I would have liked to see more, I think that it's, I I think it would have made more sense to do something like this. Maybe for like a sequel. Okay. Because it's, this is an origin story, right? And he has the hammer before, he gets the hammer before the movie starts. Right. I mean, I guess the, do they even show him, like, getting the hammer for the first time? Um, they show him as a child looking at the hammer, and he's like, I want that. It's shiny and cool, and it'll kill people, and I love that. And Odin is like, when you're older, and then it kind of cuts to him, like, using it. Yeah, see, if it was an origin story, I mean, I guess this is like a char- like a character origin story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would even call it an origin story necessarily. Because it is, kind of. But more so, it is a fish out of water. Yeah. Because, you know, 
He has never been to Earth before. It's, it's the water is Asgard, and he's out of it. I just so. think that they shouldn't have done that whole frost giant side plot and everything. Like it's important for Loki's character, but when does he bring it up again? I know. I yeah. was born from frost giants. <laughs> I mean, they kind of bring it up in Thor Ragnarok, but again, they kind of make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you were simply a blue baby icicle who melted this old man's heart. Yeah. A blue baby icicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually probably the best part about the whole Thor series up to Thor Ragnarok, is that we got to have that little play. Yeah. I think it was all worth it for that. <laughs> We got nothing else out of the Thor trio. We we got we got that. <laughs> and like, there's just nothing in particularly special about this film. Right. That's why we haven't we've we've kind of gone around and just talked about the film in general, not specifics. Sure. Because you have Iron Man, of course, it's special because it started this entire thing. You have Iron Man, Incredible Hulk. We didn't talk about that because there's really nothing special about that either. Iron Man 2 has some awesome moments. Thor, just, Thor just at, up to this point, it, just the action's not even that great, you know? Yeah. Like, as a little kid, I remember the Marvel movies I would only watch to skip through the action scenes, and really nothing was worth it for Thor. Because, I don't know. Yeah, you'd skip all of the plot, and you would just go to the part where they were punching each other. Yeah, at the and end, and even that still. Like, eh. I don't have to skip through the, even the plot of this one. I'll just move on to the next movie. Yeah, you... It, it's just they... I don't know. They maybe didn't have the right team for this or story managers. Yeah. That's a thing. But I don't know. Just this this film, like, it has a lot of great actors, great characters. Right. Which, what the heck happened to Darcy, by the way? I mean... Yeah. Like, she shows up for Thor 2... Again, and then you just never see her again. She was a good character. I really liked her. I prefer her over Jane, because Jane's just the girl. Yeah, for real. She's the girl. She's the woman of science. I know. According to the posters for this movie. They had, like, a promotion posters where it was, like, what every person did, say, of Thor. The king of Asgard, the god of thunder, the guardian of worlds, the god of mischief, the goddess of war. The woman of science. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that definitely does not hold a candle to the other descriptions of these characters. And uh, they can't say the goddess or the god of science. They just say Now, I honestly don't think that Natalie Portman was utilized well enough. Because she is a good actress. And she she is. She is a good actress. But she has been put in bad movies. For example... The Phantom Menace. Ooh. She acted really well in that movie. Well, the whole original trilogy. And the whole trilogy. She, like, the parts that they gave her, she did to the best of her ability, and she did well. And that's the I, same thing for this movie. I but... agree. You're a very special boy, Annie. Okay. I love you, Annie. Well, Natalie Portman kind of reflects the other actors in a film. Let's go with that. Okay. She's... I mean, she's good. She's good at what she does, I think. I've never really been a fan of Natalie Portman. Okay, well, that's fine. I think that it would have been better for them to give her a different kind of role. Because it felt... She she wasn't necessarily a damsel in distress, per se. But you have this king of Asgard. 
you know, king of another, like, planet. Like, on Earth, you have, like, a president of a country, and that's a big deal. And for some reason over there, the whole planet is one unanimous unit, and he's the king of the whole thing. Which is another thing. In movies, where are planets unanimous units? Like, they always are. You know what I mean? Like, other planets besides Earth? Yeah, like, on Earth, you have, like, different countries, and pretty much every country is its own distinct thing. Isn't Asgard a country? I mean, it's a realm, and I don't assume a realm is as big as a regular world. Hmm, maybe not. I had always thought that it was a planet. Because, like, in Thor, and all the Thor movies, really, Asgard, you kind of see only a couple things of Asgard, so I'm right. assuming that... And but I thought maybe that was the capital. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, what what's different from this film is that we have a death, a pretty emotional one. Yeah. You, ha- you have the death of the Rainbow Bridge, and <laughs> that one is very heartbreaking because in the beginning, <laughs> they, say this is, they say this is the Rainbow Bridge that connects, uh, like, the two sides of Asgard or whatever, like, the observatory and Asgard, and then it breaks, and it's heartbreaking. I mean... <laughs> well, then they also have Loki die. Seemingly. And it means nothing. You have Loki die <laughs> in this, and Thor in the Dark World. He I seemingly feel like dies. Every movie that he's in, he seemingly dies. He dies. And well, it's besides Avengers, but that's really it because you have Thor, he falls into space. Do Asgardians just not need astronaut equipment? Astronautical equipment? Do they? they just... Well, they assumed that he was dead. So he, because he fell into space, he just, like, went to the far reaches of space. I guess. He kind of ran and I guess he just kind of bumped into Thanos's giant... Thanos's crew? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of, like, hit his head, and he was like, hmm, he looked behind him, and he's like, oh, hey, guys. He's like, like cast away. He's like, he's like, I can help you. So you have Avengers, he doesn't really die, but Thor of the Dark World, he seemingly dies, like, for good. Mm-hmm. Like, for a long time. Then Thor Ragnarok, which came out, like, what, four or five years after? You yeah, have... Pulled a JK. And he's they're like, oh, he's alive. And then he gets smashed through the, like, rainbow... Uh, what's it? The Bifrost. Yeah. That's what it's called. He has it where he falls out, and you're like, oh, he's dead. You see him again later in the movie, you're like, oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. And then he's Infinity fine. War, you're like, oh, oh, he's really dead. Yeah. Oh, he's really dead. And, but oh, nope, like, he gets a Disney Plus show. Yeah. He revives himself in a Disney Plus spinoff. So, well, then you see him in Endgame when he has the, um, when they go back in time. Then he disappears, and you're like, oh, he's gone. And you're like, oh. <laughs> they just really like making us think that he's permanently gone. Uh-huh. And then they pull JK on us. Which really, like, everyone's like, no one, no one really dies in Marvel, when really all they're talking about is Loki. Yeah. Because... Well, Coulson, they brought Coulson back. And, well, he hasn't come back in the MCU, but he... Right. He came back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. But who watches that? <laughs> you know, we don't really have to count it. But, yeah. But I just... There's just a lot that this film could have done, and it's not even, like, a big thing of, like, man, I'm so disappointed. Because it's not like I was looking forward to it for a while, like, what, I was five, and I was like, okay, We'll watch it. I think I fell asleep the first time that we saw it. Yeah, I probably did. I probably did. I think I did as well. It's it's not even one that has great moments. Just just a forgettable film. Yeah. So, do you want to go ahead? Jeez, I'm yawning just talking about it. Um, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and rate it? 
put it on the tier. Okay, so it's definitely not absolute trash at all. Um, right. It's it's not bad. It's not I wouldn't bad. say. It's definitely not masterpiece. It's not amazing. It's not good. Not a time filler because I'm not gonna be like I have a couple hours to waste. I'm gonna watch Thor. Well, no. time filler is more so if you're just sitting there browsing TV, and it comes on. You'll sit and you'll watch it if it's on TV. You mm-hmm. won't necessarily put it on yourself, but you'll watch it if it's on TV. Would I watch this if I saw it? And then, eh, is less than... It's less um, than mid-absolute trash and masterpiece. Well, it's it's less than um, impressive, mm-hmm. is the description for eh. I'm sure if we watched it before reviewing this, it would probably be a time filler. Because I'm sure watching it again, there's more to appreciate. I mean, it does have entertaining moments, for sure. And I don't think the moments that they thought were going to be the most entertaining ended up being entertaining. It was fine when it came out. I think it would have been maybe a good or a time filler. But it just didn't didn't age well. Yeah. Because stacked up against the rest of the Marvel movies, like we're expected to have just nonstop action and everything. And you just don't get that in this one. So I think there's that aspect of, like, that it's not as good because it's not as entertaining. Sure. And I think that that definitely helps in a degree of deciding. But, like, movies, of course, like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, where there's about 40 or 50 minutes of exposition, Mm -hmm. you know, of the beginning. Sure. Which, I mean, I know where I would put that. Right. Personally, I prefer movies that have less of just people punching each other. You know what I mean? I, I do, too. I, yeah. because yeah. a lot of that is because my I'm really slow. Like, my brain is just really slow. You know what I mean? It takes me a long time to take things in and actually, like, comprehend them well. So when I'm watching a movie and things are just constantly happening and moving and changing and, you know, there's a... They're changing the angle and the shot every, you know, 0.5 seconds. Like, my, I, I just can't keep track of what's going on. I have to watch a movie. Like Catwoman 2004. Sure. Oh my god. But like, I have to watch a movie. Like, I had to watch Infinity War probably like, I don't know, three times before I actually could comprehend what was what going happened? on during the action sequences. You probably can't understand anything that's happening in Batman Begins because that movie was known for being edited way too way quickly too for quickly. fight scenes. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I'm, I'm but def- that's a very personal thing. So you know that doesn't necess- that doesn't bo- bother me. That this doesn't have a lot of action in it. That actually helps me. I enjoy the scenes where he's sitting out with her. Looking you know, at the stars. By her little trailer and they're watching the stars together. I enjoy every moment with Darcy on the screen. I pretty much enjoy. I like the role that Coulson plays in this. Um, you know, these are all things that I can appreciate. But as a movie, a movie as the whole, the whole... The whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't stand up next to the other, next to any other movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, what would this be? Like a time filler, maybe? Like, I think if this was on TV, I might watch it just because it's been so long. <laughs> right. And I'd want to see it. Sure. Um, I think that if this was on TV, I would watch it. Yeah. I think I would. I would call this maybe not a strong time filler. I'd call this a weak time filler. A weak time filler. 
Like, I will probably... I might put this on TV because, like, I haven't watched Thor in a while. I'll put it on TV and then I'll sit on my phone the whole time that it's on. Right. So I think this would be a uh, a time filler. Yeah. So we have... Yeah, Thor 2011 is a time filler. Officially. Officially a weak time filler. So <laughs> we have Iron Man as a masterpiece... Minority Report, uh, masterpiece. masterpiece. Little Women, amazing. amazing. We don't have any good movies yet. Um, don't we? Thor is a time filler. Iron Man Two is good. Iron Man. Oh, is Iron Man Two good? Iron Man Two is good. Okay, I don't have my little book. I've been writing them down in a book, and I don't know where it is. Uh, currently, I'm sure that we'll find it as soon as we stop this. We'll find but... it eventually. <laughs> so yeah, that is. Oh, it's right there. We found it. Here. Okay, thank you. All right, so let's make sure that we got all that right. So time... Yeah, Iron Man and Minority Report masterpieces. Little Women is amazing. Iron Man 2, you're right, is good. We have Thor 2011. Time filler. Time filler. And for eh, we have Incredible Hulk from 2008. And that's it. So make sure to listen to... Uh, uh, Thursdays, we're going to be ranking all the Pixar movies, excluding Onward. Yeah. And Cinema Saturdays, where we review a movie that's not Marvel. We don't really know yet, but it'll we be... We are not sure what we will be reviewing, but it will be something. Probably so. one to fill in the other spots that we don't have in our tier list. <laughs> Maybe. So make sure to listen to those and listen to some of the other ones that you haven't yet, just to uh, get caught up. Uh, follow us on Instagram... Definitely. And that is it. Okay. Go watch a good movie.